Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 564 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell and my guest today is Jay Logish. Now, you may recall back in September, we snarked a cover on Smart Bitches called Planet Oster Fertility Fusion. You might remember it. There were three pastel muscular people with bunny ears in space. The cover designer, who is also one half of the writing team behind the series, reached out to me and said that they were unironically flattered that we had snarked this cover and asked if I'd like to talk about the process and behind the scenes of the design work. So, of course, I said yes. There's no question I said yes. So that is what we're talking about today. We're going to cover cover design in Canva and how different flavors of romance have different visual cues. Thank you so much to Jay for reaching out to me about this. I had such a good time with this conversation and I learned a ton. I will have links to all of the places you can find their books and the covers themselves in the show notes at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. I have a compliment this week, which makes me so happy to Lillian M., You may not know this, but you, my friend, are a global influencer. It's true. You have influenced so many people to be more kind, more patient, and 65% funnier. Keep up the great work. If you would like a compliment of your very own, or you would like to support this here show, have a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches. Monthly pledges begin at one entire dollar a month, and all Patreons get bonus episodes, access to a very spiffy Discord filled with lovely human beings. Hi, folks, and... You know, you're supporting the show, which keeps me going and make sure that Garlic Knitter, hey, Garlic Knitter, can do our transcript every week. Thank you so much for your support, for your reviews, and for listening each week. It means a lot. This episode is brought to you in part by Lumi Deodorant. 
It is finally spring, which means for me that the extreme heat and humidity of DC summers is like right around the corner, probably tomorrow. Thankfully, Lumi deodorant makes it easy to feel dry and comfortable and they have wonderful scents to choose from. They already offer scents like lavender sage, clean tangerine, and fresh alpine, but their new scents include mint cucumber and soft powder. I love soft powder scents, so please sign me up. And heads up, New customers get $5 off Lumi starter pack with code SARAH30 at LumiDeodorant.com. I really like Lumi and my teenagers do, which is quite an endorsement. One of my teenagers took the deodorant wipes to school for, you know, after gym class. And the report was, these are so great. They work so well and they don't smell weird, which is a winner, right? How does it work? Well, some products mask an odor with a fragrance, but Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. And Lumi can control odor for up to 72 hours. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, and two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and those deodorant wipes, plus free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code SARAH30 at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code SARAH30. All right, are you ready to talk about bunnies in space? Let's totally do this. On with the podcast. My name is Jay Logish, and I am one half of the co-writing team behind the Holiday Hedonism series. I'm also a DIY self-taught cover designer. So the Holiday Hedonism series recently featured in Cover Snark with Planet Oster Fertility Fusion, which was an absolute eye-gasm of color and head tilt and fabulousness. And you pitched me, you emailed me and said, you snarked a cover I designed and I was unironically flattered. Okay. Thank you. That's amazing. One of the best pitches I've ever received. <laughs> well, thank you. Second, tell me about this cover we snarked. Please tell me about Planet Oster Fertility Fusion. So the book itself is a poly MMMF sci-fi Omegaverse romance. And I think I got a pretty good amount of that on the cover. You have three shirtless men of various pastel Easter colors above Damn. a planet, very suggestive spaceship. And and the, the 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 fabulous element of the spaceship, which is indeed very phallic, is that it's about to go under the rings of of this planet. So it's it's like even the planet is suggestive. Yes, I had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> and and it and it works because these guys are all they're all peep colored. Yeah, they're all peep colored in the book as well. So I figured, you know, half the job of the cover is weeding out interest. Like, is this something that somebody's going to want to read? So if you're not down for multicolored buddy aliens in space, then, you know, it's just not for you and you can move on. That's a really interesting perspective because a lot of the time when I talk to cover designers and I talk to marketing or sales departments at publishers, they talk about communicating to the reader what the book is. And you're talking about communicating to the reader if the book is not for them. Yes. We write some pretty niche stuff in our series, and we're not, you know, trying to trick anybody into reading it if it's not what they're interested in. So when you look at the cover and you think, are those shirtless, pastel-colored bunny guys, it, the book does what it says on the tin, basically. There are shirtless, bunny-eared, pastel people in the book. Yes, there are 
three main ones. It's the bunny ears that kills me. Like every time I look at this cover, I'm like, yep, pretty standard. Ailey, wait, no, hang on. Those are bunny ears. How did you put this cover together? Because I know this is a lot of, this is stock image, right? Yes, I am using only like assets from Canva for this cover. Wow. So how did you put this together? Because the bunny ears in particular is just the thing that makes me the most delighted. Okay, so the process on the cover was, the first thing I did was you have to find the torsos for the guys. We're not going <laughs> to faces. Whether or not the pictures have the faces in them, those faces are not going to make the cut because there's no way I'm going to try to Photoshop rabbit faces onto these poor men. So you have to find the three appropriate torsos and then find ears that match the general directions of where their heads would be if they were visible. The pink one has his back to the viewer of the book. And so I had to just comb through every rabbit image on Canva to find one with the back of the bunny ears. I can't tell you the amount of joy it gives me to hear. Well, you start with the torsos. You got to start with the torsos. <laughs> All you really need for an indie cover, like, and I'm going to be pretty frank at how the sausage is made here. Please why do. Not? Please do. Like, my thought is you only really need one good image asset for most covers. However, if you're going to have three guys in the book and you're going to put three guys on the cover, you need to find three appropriate torsos. Like none of the guys have tattoos. They're covered in fur. So I can immediately cut out the same five guys with tattoos who end up on all the indie covers. Like yes. those guys are not going to work for me. Wow. So you start with and, your torsos and because you're dealing with bunny aliens, you can't have tattoos. No tattoos, no faces, because it's, in my opinion, it's worse to try to make that work than it is to just kind of artistically edit it out. The yeah. fact that the faces are not human. It's also, I think, for a lot of the cover stock imagery of very muscular torsos, the the people who are doing these modeling jobs are effectively, they're like bodybuilders, right? So they're spending a lot of time on that physique. That physique just doesn't show up one morning. Like, you got to really work at it. And they're not necessarily modeling to emote from their faces. They are modeling to show their musculature. So you're not going to get a lot of variation in expression from what I've seen either. Is that the case? I do think that's the case. And, but, you know, I I half jokingly call them torsos, but the <laughs> legitimately one thing that's tough is if you have a very clear image of the character in your book or in your own head, if you're doing the cover before you write the book, like that is not going to match anybody that you're going to find in these free or, you know, subscription image libraries. Right. So the books with just like the torsos and the, you know, nose down get a bad rap, but at the same time, do you really want to see their entire facial expression? Probably not. No. I used to joke because headless covers started showing up probably about 15 years ago. And I used to joke for mainstream presses. I imagine that there was like a support group meeting of all the heads. <laughs> like, bro, I look so good. And it is just my chin, man. But your chin looks so good. I just want to want to support you. And your chin looks fabulous. Thanks, man. Your jawline looked good. And then all their heads are just right at the neck. Right at the neck. Right we at the don't neck. need the 
You'll imagine whatever face you want to imagine anyway. So you had to find the three torsos, and then you had to find rabbits who were looking the correct way that you could Photoshop the rabbit ears on top of their heads effectively. Correct. And like just kind of the same angle because you could flip it horizontally, but it has to line up. And the other important thing to note is the color of the rabbit also mattered a lot because the color filters that you put on the human skin needs to be vaguely the same shade as the color filters that you put on the furry little rabbit ears. Right. So if I found like a dark brown rabbit that's facing the right direction, great ears, I slap that filter on it, it's a completely different shade of pink and I can't, you know, fumble with it until it's the right color. It's just not going to work. We need a new rabbit. Okay. So that seems really time consuming. Um, I mean, Canva has a really good mobile interface. So I don't really use a computer. I really just use a phone. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> that's very impressive. I wouldn't I I I'm looking like at a large version of the cover and the ears and the and the heads, they all line up. Like you really nailed the perspective on that one too. It's close enough. I can critique my own work till the end of time, but perfect's oh. the enemy done. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Shipping gates perfection always. So, and the other thing about a cover is that it has to do a lot of work in a large size and a small size. So when you're looking at it on a phone, do you like zoom in and zoom out? Because it has to be like when you look at it on a screen and it's like three inches tall versus on your phone when it's an inch tall, you have to be able to read and see all of that at these different sizes, right? Do you, do you zoom in? Do you look at it on a computer? No, I've never really pulled it up on the computer, but I zoom in and out just with the Screen on the phone, yeah. Right. So you got your dudes, you got your rabbits, and then you needed a planet and a very suggestive spaceship. So the fact that the spaceship is very suggestive is just a great coincidence. <laughs> Again, just what do we have in the image asset library that's a spaceship that's not cartoony, it's vaguely realistic enough to fit with the vaguely realistic torsos. And after I found that one, it's like, nope, we're going to make that work. I, I I I have to wonder: Is there a, a large population of suggestive spaceships in the Canva paid subscription area? No, there's not. I was like, I was lucky to find a single spaceship that. How do I say this? I try to pick images that they all look like they're in the same room, right? So I'm yeah. not going to have super cartoony spaceship next to like a realistic planet, and the realistic spaceships are all very close to what we have for spaceships on planet earth. Right. So finding like a future alien one. That's not the enterprise. It's not a millennium Falcon. It's not the space shuttle. That was the first one I found. And I didn't really keep looking after that because it was perfect. It, it is really excellent. I'm surprised I haven't seen it elsewhere because like you said, I will spot the same model and the same mm. pose and often the same couple on several covers. That is the first time I've seen that spaceship, and it is it is top tier. It's out there for the taking. Yeah. I encourage everybody to use the horny dick spaceship. I would like to see lots of horny dick spaceship. Let me speak this into existence. So did you design this cover before you wrote this book? I designed it in like our first couple weeks of working on it, yeah. How, how long have you been doing the cover design? Um, I started fooling around in Canva around... December of 2021 
but this was the first one in the series. Like if you look them up on Amazon, this is the first one that has my cover work attached. Oh, wow. Does it help your writing process to design the cover while you're drafting? Yes, absolutely. So what other covers of your work have you designed? Okay, so available on Amazon to see easily, there's also Sacrificed to the Freedom Dragons, which is our 4th of July patriarchy smashing fantasy book. And then our most recent one was this past Christmas, The Stockings Were Hung. Oh, well played. <laughs> I, 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 that's, that's my co-author there. She's the master of the puns. That is, okay, well played. I love a good, I love a good pun. So let me, let me attempt to describe Sacrifice to the Freedom Dragons. Um, so there's a, a woman with long brown hair really well done eyebrows like my eyebrows do not do that um in a red dress looking over her shoulder and then there are three stone dragons looming up behind her and an erect tower yes and i'm going to assume that there's three dragons and this particular person and something is erect during the course of the story at, at one point, they do go to the tower, yes. Oh, my goodness. So again, what were you looking for? Gargoyles? Um, This one was mainly, I, I needed dragons that did not look terrible, like CGI or blender posing dragons. Blender dragons. And that, was, that was the closest I could get. And I could slap the, co- like the color filters on them to make the red, white, and blue. Yep. The white was a little bit gray, but you know, we we do what we can. Right. And then because it's supposed to be like a throwback to more of a old school clinch cover, I could I could mess with the tone of the whole thing so it's not completely out of place that they're stone, but they're not actually stone in the novel. Wow. And did you design this one while you were writing it as well? I designed this one before we even started. This one was my idea that I just put the cover together on a lark and I pitched it to my co-author and she's like, yes, absolutely, immediately. Okay, I love that. And how is this a July 4th story? What What is the goal of the Freedom Dragons here? <laughs> well, the dragons are red, white, and blue and they have certain emissions that are like fireworks. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Uh, I'm assuming it's not out of their mouths, is what we're saying here. No, not coming out of their mouths. No, that would be silly. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. And when I say that they're like fireworks, I do mean that in that they're colorful and they're sparkly, and they will burn you seriously if you come into contact with them. That seems um, troublesome. Oh, my. And the heroine is Riva, who is a candle maker. Seems yeah. seems like an ideal match there for the for the group. It, it does. This is this is an incredible cover. I'm honored to start my day with this cover. And because it was designed prior to any work being done on the book. Okay, so the only good woman in a kind of swoony pose that I can find has long dark hair and a red dress. Cool, we can work with that. We can work the red dress into the novel. We could mention that she has dark hair. She could fit the cover. Right. Because like the idea, like the, I, the concept of the idea is there when I make the cover. All the rest of it gets fleshed out later as we hit the creative process. Right. And I've, for as long as I have been writing about romance, one of the major complaints of readers is the cover doesn't match the book. The, the hair color is wrong. The style is wrong. This doesn't match. You're, you're deliberately integrating the cover and the book in the creative process at the same time. Yes. Do you hear feedback from readers that they appreciate how much it matches? Um, I'm not sure. Most of the feedback that I've heard from readers has been on the Oster cover where it's just kind of been like, LOL, I have no words. Yeah. Or this amazingly accurate. And it's like, yeah, it sure is. Wow. So if you wanted three pastel colored bunny dudes in space having sex, this cover and the book deliver exactly what you're looking for. Exactly. If you want a woman being sacrificed to three freedom-colored dragons, then, you know, That's dive right in. The tin. So when you wrote to me, you mentioned that part of your job is distilling the essence of a book into a cover, embracing genre, selecting effective fonts, which, thank you, If I, I'm, I am so overseeing Scriptina on covers. It's been a while, but every time I see it, I'm like, no, no, do not come back. Working within available images and that is a lot of things. Can you take me through some of what's involved in each element? Like, I understand the distilling of the essence of the book into the cover because you're integrating the creative process of both into the same workflow. Like, that's very effective. How are some of, the, what are some of the ways that you embrace genre? So when I wrote that, what I really mean is just kind of like doing your research. You don't have to reinvent the wheel when you make a cover. You can. You can certainly try. Like, if you have a really creative idea, you can come up with, your whole new way to do a mafia romance cover. Mm -hmm. But if you want to just key in to people who want to read mafia romance, like that kernel of an idea is already out there. You could go, you could kind of just scroll through the KU mafia romance covers and you can see, okay, I could get a guy in a suit and a tie or a guy with a shirt. We're going to throw some, can't think of the word. It's like image distortion. It's like a layer on there to make it look a little bit dirtier. Yeah. You're going to a certain type of font. Like you could go in and just 
just do your research, just scan, and you will see very quickly what that genre tends towards, and you can just embrace it and go with that, and it'll make your job a lot easier. So that's really interesting because you're not only talking about embracing the genre, you're talking about specifically targeting a subgenre so that mafia romance looks like this. Freedom dragon romance looks like this, has these elements in common, and you're not going to apply the same filter of a mafia romance to fuck bunnies in space. Like those are not the same genre. No, exactly. So if like, if you're writing a Western, is it historic? Is it contemporary? Right. Sci-fi, you could do sci-fi Westerns too. That's always fun. If you're writing a, you're writing a billionaire romance, is it more lighthearted or is it darker? If it's darker, you're going to, you know, you're going to drop the brightness. You're going to use a, again, like you can put different filters on there. You'll use a different color for the font. You know, what a guy with like a bright yellow tie, probably, you know, just just think about what your actual genre is and if your image is fitting that. And so you so essentially each different flavor of romance, for example, all of these very specific tastes, they have visual cues as well. And readers become used to them. Right. And that's not a bad thing. No, like that's said, not bad at all. Just embrace the zeitgeist on covers like I don't think that's negative you don't want to copy somebody verbatim no but like you can look and get your inspiration and like i said you don't have to reinvent the wheel it's really interesting to me that there's this sort of unspoken code this cover represent this this these cover elements represent this particular flavor of romance whereas these cover elements represent a completely different flavor and you're going to aim for the readership of each do readers ever mention those elements to you, or is that something that you've discovered as you've done research for what you're writing? That's really just me trolling through Amazon and seeing what's out there. Right. And there's plenty out there. Yes, there is a lot. There is a lot. Now, do you have favorites of your designs? I would say Freedom Dragons and Oster. Yeah. Stalking Bug is okay, but those two are closest to my heart. <laughs> How did you figure out how to do this? Are, I know you said yourself, yourself taught. Was this all through tutorials in Canva? Um, so the exact, like the exact order of events was that my co-author and I were working on a book and she mentioned Canva to me. I never heard of it mm -hmm. for me, like promo graphics. And it was one of those times where the Twitter cycle had moved around to like illustrated covers being inappropriate for certain types of books. And just as a joke, I wanted to go back and design some illustrated covers for some of our previous short stories, which are largely a plot set up, a gangbang, and then a happily ever after. So not the type of thing you actually want to attach an illustrated cover to. No, that doesn't fit that. Like you said, that does not fit that genre. Yes. But I went back and I did that for fun and I posted them and i I realized it was just a lot of fun for me to work on. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there were a couple of things I looked up tutorials for, but genuinely just kind of like messing around and trying to ape other people's designs. And by practicing that, you know, you learn the skills and then you can create your own stuff. And with the stockings were hung, it is a very simple but effective setup. It's basically in thirds. You have the title, the dudes and the stockings, and then your author tagline and, and your names. And very simple backgrounds so that the, 
the the stockings in question, the garland and the dudes, they all pop. Yep. We got a dark we got a dark brick background because the setup is a little bit darker. Right. The heroine's off in an abusive relationship. So we gotta get the dark bricks. We don't want any bright bricks. Right. But that's just I don't know. That's me having ultimate control of the cover so I can fuss with whatever little things I want to fuss with. Is the control part really enjoyable? I like it, but you know, I don't want this interview to come off as discouraging people from going for professional cover designers or hiring artists to do like art. Mm -hmm. One thing with with how my co-writer and I work is we write pretty fast. We get an idea, we write it pretty quick, we get it out there, and then we'll usually enter a little dormancy period. But Mm -hmm. Like really skilled cover designers who are worth their weight in gold, like they have waiting lists. They cannot turn around a cover for us or a piece of customized art for us in the timeline of, okay, well, we're going to try to get this written in four months. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, my, my waiting list starts six months from now. So yeah. that's just that working relationship is just not going to jive on the timeline. Right. And with most things, you can have something that is cheap, you can have something that is fast, and you can have something that is good, but you cannot have all three. The most you get is two. So whereas you, who are the most familiar with your content, you can create these covers that are pretty effective, I should think. I like to think so. Yeah. So are there any other indie covers that you just absolutely love? Um, One of the trends I really love are the Monster Romance clinch covers. Oh, aren't they fabulous? I love them. Tiffany Roberts, Lillian Lark, Katie Robert, the recovers of the Morning Glory Milking Farm series. Like, I love to see that. And that is like that is custom commissioned art Mm -hmm. that they're using covers. So it's not like really the same genre as the stuff I'm producing. But I just I love to see things going in that direction. And one of the things that's so great about the art covers, such as the the Dragon's Bride with by Katie Robert is that style is so close to what covers used to look like. Right. Because they were originally oil paintings. I have one on my wall behind me that they were originally oil, like individually oil. Can you imagine the waiting list for an oil painted cover now? You could not turn around the release date within four months. No, 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 no. no. Unless you had, unless you paid somebody quite a lot of money. I, I did an interview with a cover artist who was one of the original artists who now works for DreamWorks doing like clouds in the background of how to train your dragon movies, that kind of thing, because it's very hyper-realistic. And he was telling me he once had to get on the subway in New York with a wet board and try to make sure no one was touching it because the, the the publisher needed it that day. So that poor guy had to get on the subway with a wet art painting. Oh, no. Isn't that terrible? And what's fascinating is much like much like TikTok, you know, in order to make a TikTok, video five years ago, maybe, you would have to have Final Cut Pro which was or, or iMovie or some really, you know, cumbersome piece of software. And now it's like dead easy. It's on your phone. You can do it just as quickly. And the same is true for a lot of graphic design, too. It's with Canva, it's really easy. The learning curve is much, much lower. And it's easy for people to really come up with great designs. Yeah. I'm, and, you know, just in my personal experience, I think it's pretty intuitive. I don't want to turn this into a canvas shilling. No, of course not. But like, it's intuitive to use. I could just figure it out in their menu. It's got a great mobile interface. And that's all I need. Like, I can't use, I don't know how to use Photoshop. I've never touched Photoshop in my life. That's way outside of my wheelhouse. But this little imaging, image editing program online, I can do it with that. Which, you know, helps your bottom line as a, as a business. 
Yes, that is very true. And especially if you want, like, if you want really good art or really good cover design and you have the budget for it, like, that's great. But if you don't have the budget for it and you're a little indie operation like we are, then you do the best you can with what you have. Yeah, absolutely. So I always ask this question, what books are you reading that you would like to tell people about? So I actually just finished up reading through all of Dragon Ball Super. Oh, awesome. I really like reading through comics and things like that. Like I'm about to start actually reading One Punch Man instead of just watching it for the third time. Because when you look at really effective visual communication, Mm -hmm. you can think of how to translate that to effective written communication. Oh, that's interesting. What are some of the ways that you've noticed reading manga has helped your, your writing? So big action scenes, like I really love big action scenes. I like to write them. We have quite a few in Auster and I think one or two in Dragons. But the blocking of the participants within that action and then trying to describe things that are not necessarily intuitive. Mm -hmm. Like if I say that somebody punches somebody else, okay, well, punching the human thing you're in a fist fight you can imagine what a punch looks like but if you are doing some big cool space battle with laser blast like how does that look and then if i were writing that how would i write it and so then when i go back and i am writing something like that next time i could think oh okay it looks like this i can write it like this that is really interesting because you're right in a in a visual medium like like dragon ball the, the fight scene could be, you know, four people in a massive space, but it's still only going to be on the size of the page. Either it's going to be zoomed in or it's going to be like a full shot and you see all of their, like you see their whole bodies. So you have to visually know what it looks like and then translate that into words or visually knows what that looks like and put it into art. Right. And in and within the fight scenes, like in Dragon Ball, it'll zoom in with one frame and it'll show somebody's expression change. Right. And you're writing a fight and the written version of that little that little smirk that somebody does that's going to indicate that something is about to shift like in, incorporating the written version of that makes your fight scenes your action scenes or i'll say even your sex scenes more dynamic because talking about blocking like four different people in a big fight scene that also applies to blocking multi person sex scenes in a way so Certainly. And and you have to zoom out to what is happening with the physical bodies and then zoom in to what is happening on an emotional level. Yes. Whether it's fighting or it's fucking. Exactly. It goes both ways. Oh, that's fascinating. How many volumes are there of Dragon Ball Super? Like 20? There are at least 17. So that'll take some time. Oh, yeah. No, I, and you know, it's a quick read because there is a lot of action scenes, but yeah, it takes a little while to get through. It is so interesting to me that reading the reading uh, manga influences and informs your writing. And I mean, it makes perfect sense, but I never thought about that connection. That's really interesting. I tend to read a lot outside of my genre because I think it makes my writing stronger no matter what I am. Right. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely true. No question. Reading outside of what you're writing and reading inside what you're writing, if you're not writing at that moment, is definitely helpful for strengthening. One Punch Man in particular has really strong character work. Yeah. And character development. Like, it's not just a guy going out and punching everything. 
Like that, like watching that series on Hulu, I think we had it, was one of the first times I really clued into like, oh, this is great, actually. This isn't just, you know, UFC, but animated. This like, there's a lot going on here. So I really enjoy that aspect of it as well. And it, it helps, I think, with making your writing very efficient. Yeah, I, I just me personally, like there's room for everybody's style, but I'm not trying to write 200 word omnibus type of novels. Mm-hmm. I actually like just writing. I tend towards like short story length. Yeah. Freedom Dragons is 209 pages. And Austin I think that is... probably falls as a novella, not a novel technically with word count. Yeah. But... Whereas Planet Oster is 343 pages and Stockings Were Hung is in the 40s. Right. And I believe that some of our earlier works are, I think one is 11 pages. Like I they're mean. not, but you know what? You get in, you get out, you get the plot covered, and you get in and out in a couple of other ways and a couple of other holes, and then I you're good to go. I was just going to say the in and the out are multi layered, even within that <laughs> low page count. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this interview. This has been absolutely delightful. Where can people find you if you wish to be found? So I am on Instagram and Twitter at the same handle. It is J-L writes, J-A-Y-E-L writes. I'm mm-hmm. not going to that one because I think people can figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm way more active on Twitter because I'm not a big like visual poster for Instagram, but I do exist there. Right. Are you going to leave Twitter and go somewhere else or are you just going down with the ship? Oh, I'm going down with the ship. Yeah, that's kind of where I am too. I was saying to another, uh, I was interviewing KJ Charles the other day and I was saying, you know, I got the idea to speak with KJ Charles because of something that she said on Twitter. And I realized I'm going to miss seeing what people are talking about book-wise so much because that was really the only venue where that happened. I'm going to have to like, if Twitter eventually just goes down, I'm going to have to completely recalibrate for dealing with Instagram, which is all image and video based mostly video based now from the looks of things and i don't i don't want apps to make noise like i get mad when i I open instagram and it starts making noise and i start stabbing the screen like no 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 i do words i do not do talking which is which is great for a podcast and that brings us to the end of this week's episode thank you again to jay for reaching out to me to talk about cover design in the indie community and all of the different ways you signal a particular genre. I mean, I know that this is true, but it's so interesting to hear the behind the scenes. I will have links to everything, as I said, in the show notes at smartpitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. Someone mentioned to me that I don't do credits when I do an episode. Um, that's absolutely true, but that's because all of the credits are, are me. I host, I edit, I produce, I do all the things. It's just me and my cats. So I guess I should, you know, thank Katie and and Wilbur for their help in snoring, which is a noise that I then have to remove from the audio file. I end each episode with a terrible joke and I would never leave you hanging. This joke comes from Malara in the podcast Discord, which, as I have mentioned, is a truly delightful place. Are you ready? Australia, you'll like this one a lot. How did the vet steal the baby Roo away from Mama Kangaroo for the exam? They hired a pickpocket. (laughs) Many drop bears were angered by that joke. Thank you, Malara. On behalf of everyone here, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a wonderful weekend and we will see you back here next week. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. 
You can find outstanding shows to subscribe to, like this one, at frolic.media slash podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.